our community, our hometown. This is Carney Live on 102.7 FM, our hometown radio station. Carney Live is presented by Carney Trust, 310 West 92 Highway in Carney, 816-628-6666. And now here's the hosts of Carney Live, Mike Davis and Jim Dickerson. Welcome to Carney Live. I think I need a little headset, Brian. Something's going crazy here. That's a little better. Something a little strange here. I'm assuming we're on the air here. We had uh, a, a sort of a minor crisis, a technical crisis here at the beginning. You are, I believe, with us here on Carney Live, 102.7 FM. I'm your host, Mike Davis, along with Jim Dickerson and producer engineer Brian Watts, who does a terrific job on just about everything he does and uh, seems to be doing a terrific job troubleshooting for the time being. Uh, and we also have, we're, I'm kind of excited today because we've got Alex Porter in with us today. Alex, how you doing? Great. How you doing? Good. Good to have good. you here. Alex is uh, the third alderman candidate in our series that got, uh, well, it was shut off uh, during the COVID-19 crisis. And we've had, of course, Marie Steiner and David Lehman have both been in here, and they were terrific guests. But uh, finally, finally, uh, we get Alex in here, and uh, I'm excited to meet him because uh, uh, we know his dad, who's a terrific, terrific friend of the radio station and a sponsor of the radio station, and his grandfather, Mac Porter, who has actually been on this show with Mayor Bill Dane back in the day. And it was a terrific show, and we learned so much history. And uh, hats off to Mac for Everything he's done uh, for this town, for the city, that goes clear back into the 50s. Isn't that right, I believe, Alex? 50s? Yes, sir, 1952. That's uh, pretty amazing. And, uh, and you, just, you just love seeing a family that has been around uh, through so many generations that has done such a tremendous job of helping the folks in Kearney and the mm-hmm. commerce and the, the things that are necessary to uh, you know, help a community like this grow. Jim, how are you doing today? It's good to see you. I'm glad to be here. It's good to be seen as well. And I was going to tell you as a follow-up on the people that uh, were on the show beforehand, um, you can go back and look at our Facebook live feed or our Facebook feed, and you'll see their their uh, program there. You can also go back to the podcast. So if you want to uh, go take a look and see, uh, compare all the candidates, you have the ability to do that. You can check them all out there on our Facebook page or our website. 1027 Carnimo slash podcast, right? That, 1027 Carnimo.com slash podcast. That is correct. Or just go to the homepage there and it will uh, go to the podcast section and it'll take you to all of them. You can do that. You know what else you can do is you can go back and listen to football games. Oh, yeah. And oh, yeah. hopefully, we're, hopefully we're going to have those coming up in the future. I'm looking forward to that. Um, the other thing I wanted to mention, too, uh, Brian, this last weekend was Memorial Day. And uh, it turned out to be uh, actually a, a very beautiful weekend, a nice three-day weekend. And it wasn't as if people needed another day off, but you get my drift on this thing. Uh, and just, uh, just a quick shout-out, uh, if I could put it that way. To all of the veterans, um, and uh, certainly uh, all of those uh, folks in the military who served and gave and made the ultimate sacrifice uh, for our freedom in this nation, the greatest nation on the planet. 
uh, we appreciate you and uh, uh, a salute uh, to all of you and family members. And, of course, Alex, uh, you are a, a veteran, too, by the way, right? Yes, sir. I spent uh, seven years in the Air National Guard as a special warfare officer and uh, TACP. Well, we sure appreciate that and appreciate your service. It means a lot to us. Uh, and uh, and I'm sure lots of people had great times. We had uh, family together, which was kind of nice, especially after the COVID-19 and so forth. And uh, good good to be back and be around uh, the folks you, you love and uh, maybe have a little picnic and some uh, lots of lots of good food and lots of good drink. Did uh, you did you have a gathering at your house? I did. As a matter of matter of fact, and Jim hey, was the, anybody show up? That you Jim, didn't expect? Jim was the surprise guest one evening uh, when my brother came over and my two sisters to celebrate my brother's 60th birthday. And uh, Jim called me and actually sent me a text message and said, "What are you doing?" Uh, as he has been home, his wife is out of town, who's uh, also a pilot and. Uh, was not able to. Uh, Jim was alone, and 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 maybe the, the word is lonely. it wasn't. Yeah, it's more lonely. But it was kind of funny because he said, "What are you doing?" I said, "We're getting ready to eat birthday cake," and he said, "I'm coming over." Well, and actually, so then Mike heard skid mark or skid, you know, tires screeching <laughs> in his driveway, and there I was. I was like, <laughs> "So, yep, yep, there he was." So it was a good time. We did have a good good party. Um, uh, we have uh, something else too here, and uh, I'm sorry, I hit the mic stand again, and Jim knocked on the. On the table. Yeah, but a... I did it. It was a, it was a <laughs> sound effect I meant uh, uh, to do. Jim, what is this thing right here? That, that is the Google Nest. Yeah. And the, the thing that's nice about the Google yeah. Nest, if you don't have one, is a couple of things. The most important part is that um, one of the things that a lot of people ask us about is their ability to hear the radio station outside of the Kearney area. And as I've said before, I listen to it all over the world. Uh, however, you can listen to it in your house no matter where you are by just saying... Hey, Google, play 102.7 FM. And there you go. And then it'll automatically start playing the station. So you can listen to it there and the MyTuner radio app, all sorts of different ways. But what we've been doing here at the station is we've actually been giving the smart speakers away as part of a promo. Right. And so this time when we give one away, I should have asked this before the show started. Brian, what do they have to do this time? Same thing as the other times. Just comment in the comment section below on this video. Um, you don't have to do it right now as we're live. You can do it later on as you watch it, and I'll announce the winner on Friday. All righty. Brian will uh, announce the winner during his morning show on Friday, so just comment below who should have the speaker and why you think they should have the speaker. And we'll choose one. Well, I say Brian will choose one on his Friday morning show and give one of those away. Put those in the comment section below on Facebook. It's a, just a simple nomination. That, uh, don't don't make it complicated. Just uh, somebody who you think is deserving. We gave uh, gave one away to uh, the basketball coach, Coach Stegeman, who's uh, leaving for Winnetonka High School. We hate to see that, but... I uh, hate to see him go, but uh, anyway, he was the uh, the last and, the so, last winner. Yeah, as I and recall. don't think that that's like because we don't want anybody else leaving. Yeah, don't go. I mean, <laughs> like I don't want Coach Gray to just up and go. Oh, I got a free smart speaker if I leave. Right? No, doesn't quite work that way. So you got to stick around just a little bit longer. Exactly right. Uh, are we caught up, Jim? Does, are those the end of our announcements there? Or, That'll be uh, the end of the announcements here in a minute. I will give the rules uh, for what we did for. Um, well, let's get started. I want to get Alex in here and give him as much time as we possibly can. So, um, 
Speaking of the rules, Jim, you want to you want to drink your coffee first? I wasn't ready for I, that. I, I know I saw that. That's all right. I didn't mean to do um, that to you. So yeah. So what we did was, like I said earlier, if you were uh, wanting to take a look at what the candidates uh, thought, what their stance is on certain things, you can go to our um, podcast and take a look at those. And then uh, all the candidates were provided with a set of questions. That's a kind of a basis of what will uh, we had asked them. They'd been provided the questions beforehand then um, they have a chance to kind of know what we're going to ask. However, as always, we have the ability to stray from those questions just a little bit if we go into something else, not in the attempt to catch them off guard, but just in, you know, just to further the uh, information and to help you make an informed decision when it comes voting day on, which has now been changed to July. Nope, June 2nd. That's June Second, so don't forget to vote. So now we'll start with Alex, and to start the questions is Mike Davis. Thank you, Jim. Well done, sir. And uh, Alex, uh, I know we talked a little bit about, look, let's be serious. Plenty of people in this town at least know who your dad and your grandpa are. But uh, let's let us get to know you a little better. Uh, let's talk about your your personal history, where you're from, how long you've lived in Kearney. We yeah. all know you've lived here yeah. a long time. Just talk about your your, your sure. background growing up here. Sure. Yeah, I um, I was born and raised in Kearney. Uh, technically, I was born at Smithville Hospital when they still did deliveries, uh, but raised in Kearney my whole life. Went to Kearney High School. Um, was a multiple letterman in different sports, playing sports. Uh, did uh, gymnastics. My mom was the coach of uh, the local gymnastics team here in Kearney. Okay. Yep, that's wow. right. We had a lot of international athletes even on that team. So, um, anyways, I went on to college at Missouri S and T. Um, did ROTC there for a while, and then uh, decided not to commission through that source and came home to work in the family business. And I've been there uh, since after college and been working in the office with Dad and Grandpa and my sister Natalie. Outstanding. I, I love hearing that. You love uh, seeing a family business flourish, and uh, you know. You, you tend to take a business that's been around for as long as Porter's Building. What's the official name? Porter's. It's, it's Porter's Building Centers. Right. Yeah. Uh, to, to be around that long, uh, you, you sort of think, well, they've always been there. They're just a business, just like and it's just like a, a big old oak tree standing over there. It's just there. No, it doesn't work that way. Uh, businesses take uh, nurturing and... Uh, indeed a good management to keep them in business so it is uh it's pretty neat to see that that business is still thriving and doing so much for the city um just a side question as uh you know a lot of times you'll you'll see different generations come through family businesses mm -hmm. and the uh, oftentimes the later generations tend to not you know really be able to handle the management aspect of it uh, I, I'm just curious how that's played out for you and how you've been trained so well to, to keep things going the way your grandpa sort of saw them. Sure. Well, I'll tell you, for one thing, grandpa's still coming to work every day. 92 years old, still has an office two doors down from Love me. Love that. Love yeah. that. Kent, my dad, is across the hall. Uh, my sister's in the door next to me. And then really the, the staff, the management we've had at all of our stores and and our, our people at all the stores. I mean, I grew up working pushing the broom working the cash register um and and learning all the different positions from these great people that we have working for us right and i mean that's that's the the deal dad always said you're i'm not gonna just give this to you You got to work your way up yeah and so i mean that's a 
a really big, really big deal for my family is that, you know, you, you earn your place and mm-hmm. um, that's the only way you're going to be competent. Well, I, and I think uh, it's a reflection, too, on on the hired help. I mean, let's face Absolutely. it. If, if you just walk in there and you get, uh, you know, the key to the executive washroom, come on, man. You know, you got you paid your dues. And uh, the other employees who aren't family members saw that. And I think they appreciate it and they probably uh, have a lot more ex- uh, respect for those who come up the hard way. Uh, and I noticed uh, my second question here is, uh, is really about your family, which I think that, that does mm-hmm. a, a a pretty nice introduction to, sure. uh, you know, your family, your education, military service. We've talked a little bit about a career background. Um, talk to me a little bit more about your family, though. I mean, you sure. have, uh, you know, Mac Porter has, uh, there's a rich history of uh, of Mac Porter's, uh, he, the things that he's touched yeah. and, and helped grow throughout this community, as we mentioned earlier at the beginning of the show. Uh, just talk to me a little bit about your, your growing up in, in that family. Yeah, sure. I mean, uh, you know, my grandpa came back. He came to Kearney in 1952 with um, a desire to open a, his own his own business. He, he worked as a teacher in Highland um, after he uh, he was a teacher at West Point after the after World War II. Um, came back to Highland where he met my grandma, his wife, and then they moved to Kearney. And uh, there was a hailstorm in town and. Um, everybody was going to be getting new roofs and he was the new guy in town. He was, um, not, he didn't have a lot of buying power. He didn't have, you know, the infrastructure that he has today. And, uh, you know, he convinced Mary Helen, his wife to sell her car in order to buy a truckload of roofing. And so they did that. They sold her car and then he bought this truckload of roofing and could make a little profit on it. And for the first year or so, it was strictly out of the back of his truck. And he bought an old hog barn in town to start, you know, storing some materials. And he built the business to what it is today from that start, you right. know. With, with how many locations now? Uh, we've got three right now, and then we'll have a fourth in Smithville in coming in a couple months. Right. Yes, right. sir. So, um, you know, I mean, just hearing those stories growing up, I mean, it instills a certain kind of, of work ethic that I strive to, um, you know, to meet at least, you know, I mean— it's pretty hard to to do more than that, but I can at least strive to to meet it. Would you be able to uh, sell your wife's car to get a load of lumber? <laughs> oh man, she loves her car. She would not let me sell my car. Just wondered how that. I don't might... know if I'm quite the salesman, Grandpa is. <laughs> how that might work out in today's economy? Yeah, yeah, I don't know. Um, she works in she works in Liberty as a, as an ultrasound technician, so uh she you know she's uh she can run but i don't know if she'd want to be running to liberty every day you know wondered if you'd be willing to give it a shot yeah you know uh yeah she loves that car she's not good man that's 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 a terrific question i think we all know the answer to that when uh those of us who are married in the room and that would be all of us mm-hmm. and we know who the boss is let's be honest yeah. about it yeah uh what uh let's get let's get down to business here what's your motivation to becoming an alderman why did you decide this sure. would be a good idea for you well the number one thing is is service for me uh the reason i joined the military in the first place was because i wanted to serve my country and you know, I realized after um, four or five years, it started to um, dawn on me that maybe I wasn't having the impact that I had dreamed of when I was 18 and wanting to get into the service. Right. And uh, while I was on my um, my deployment uh, with the 18th Airborne Corps in Kuwait, 
I made the decision to get out of the military when I came back. My service commitment was already up um, during the deployment. It, it ended during the deployment. And then when I came home, I spent about six months in order to transition, you know, bring back my knowledge of the deployment to my unit. Um, but then I decided to get out uh, so that I could do something that I could see a little bit more of the impact of. And um, a week after I separated from the Air Force, uh -huh. I filed for the Ward 2 seat here in Corny. Outstanding. Um, and then I think, uh, have you had, did you have political aspirations uh, even before then? I mean, did you ever think about it even in as a student council rep or whatever, if you've did anything like that in high school? Sure. Yeah, I, I, uh, I was on student council uh, in college a little bit, um, you know, but I never really thought about doing anything any yeah actual you know, public yeah service. public yeah. service right, as far right. as far as that goes i always dreamed i'd be military for a long time and uh you know retire as a military officer and uh um you know really i mean i've always been around it my dad's been on the planning and zoning board since i was a little kid i've seen him go to the meetings right. you know month after month my whole life um my aunt and uncle have both been county commissioners um you know my aunt's currently the recorder of deeds so i'm I'm no stranger to the political environment, and uh, I've definitely had a lot of uh, a lot of that atmosphere around me growing up. Uh, no doubt about it. I think you've touched a, a little bit on uh, uh, my next question about really, uh, you've got qualifications that would qualify you, I think, for any number of different jobs. Yeah. Uh, but specific to aldermen, um, and, and I'm just interested to hear your point of view on uh, all of the things that you did in the military, for example. What what special kinds of skill sets do you bring from the military, your military experience, to uh, an alderman in a town like Kearney, Missouri? Yeah, sure. So, I mean, my job in the military was uh, an, an air liaison officer is what they called it before they changed our name to special warfare officer. Mm -hmm. And the reason that it's called that is because as a, as a member of the Air Force, uh, we speak a little bit different language than the Army does. So our job was to be on the ground with the ground troops and communicate the ground commander's intent to the aircraft because they they don't even use the same system the army guys are using uh you know meters and the air force guys are using feet so you got to be able to convert that stuff in the field yeah i'm out that, yeah that, i'm not, yeah. not yes. gonna be able to do yeah, that I mean, why, why do got, they do that i've yeah, never understood I, it that. was yeah at least i mean it created my job i guess so you yeah know, that's cool yeah. but well okay but, uh, you know i mean i was like you know, I was running around with a little uh, calculator in my body armor. You know, I never thought that would be the case when I joined the military. But, yeah, well, uh, that that would qualify you for uh, any number of things. Yeah, so, I mean, really, the the thing is the liaison. I mean, my right. my job was to communicate with a bunch of different uh, a, a bunch of different people from different backgrounds in order to make the mission happen. And I think that's really what city politics is. There's um, one overarching goal for the city to be prosperous and you know, there's a lot of different people with a lot of different interests that you have to entertain and and make them work together to achieve that end goal. Well, and uh, the next question here, I'm not sure that uh, I'm trying to remember. You know, I mentioned earlier at the beginning of the show or before we went on the air mm -hmm. that, uh, when Marie and David were here um, because of the gap in time. I've kind of forgotten what all of these questions that we have, <laughs> these standardized questions yeah, yeah. that we ask. 
kind of forgotten some of those, just so uh, you know. I might ask you a few extras. That's all right. I might kind of look at some of these and say, why are we asking this twice? Yeah. So I'm going to go, I'm going to skip to the next one okay. here. All right. Because uh, this is the one, one of the ones that I think is kind of interesting. And uh, Jim, I know uh, we've asked this of a lot of people, The in your vision of five to 20 years down the road, mm-hmm. which is the hardest thing on the planet to do. I, I mean, nobody can do that. We, but it's we look, the most important thing. It, it is. And, and for when you're running a city, you absolutely have to plan uh, in, in at least 20-year increments, especially uh, for a city that sure. is poised for growth, as Kearney is. Just kind of put on your your long-distance lens and, mm-hmm. and, and, and kind of look down the road. And, and what, what are some of the things that you think are going to be important as we look into the future for Kearney, Missouri? Yeah, so... Uh, you know, the big challenge, obviously, is the new interchange coming in. Um, it's going to start next year. Uh, the city's working on getting the utilities moved and everything now. Um, it's really important that we start taking care of business today as far as our plan four, five to 20 years from now, because uh, what we decide today, what our culture is going to be in 20 years, is is how we're going to be able to move forward successfully, right? So if we're if we're planning year by year, it's going to be a mess. And that's obviously the last thing that we want, you know, that we've seen that happen in neighboring cities. And obviously we don't want that in Kearney. I mean, to maintain the small town culture that we have is imperative. And I mean, most everybody that's been in Kearney for a long, long time, longer than my family, even, you know, a lot of people still think Mac is an outsider in Kearney. I know that's hard to believe, (laughs) but like, you know, yeah. But I mean, the point is, People came here for the small town culture, so that's obviously what we want to preserve. Right. So how we do that is by starting today, having a vision for what we want the future to look like, and then attack that vision. You know, we want to we want to get after it today, so that five years from now we're already set up for success. In my opinion, I think it comes down to if we're not going to have big box retail, which obviously most of us don't want. Um, you know, if we're not going to have chain you know, big restaurants or whatever, mm-hmm. you know, just um, then we need to focus on something that'll bring revenue to the town. And that's really going to be either uh, tourism or industrial, um, mm-hmm. you know, so we, we're going to have to have the revenue to provide the amenities and keep up with the growth of Kearney. Right. So we can do that, but we have to plan for it today so that we're not uh, handcuffed in the future by needing those chain boxes and restaurants to come in to save our butts on retail sales income. Well well said. Well spoken. We've got Alex Porter in visiting with us today. He's our third alderman candidate for Ward 2, right? Yes, sir. Got that right. Uh, and uh, we'll come back. We're going to take a quick break here. Stay with us. We'll be right back with Alex Porter. the programming say a special thank you to the underwriters like these who support kpgz simplify your banking simplify your life it's easy with carney trust company the world has become fast-paced and we understand that you are busy that's why we offer a banking experience that's as simple and stress-free as can be 
Carney Trust goes beyond convenient locations and good customer care to offer banking services that make managing your finances quicker and easier than ever before. Online, bill pay, e-statements, and mobile banking are available to give you a positive banking experience so you can get back to your life and activities. Carney Trust also provides capital to people and businesses so they can achieve their goals. Whether you know exactly what you want or just need someone to talk to about your dream, you can speak with them and work on that dream. You may just be getting off the ground or ready to move into your brick and mortar building. Carney Trust will provide you and your business with the resources you need to succeed. Carney Trust Company is your partner for success with two convenient locations in Kearney at 310 West 92 Highway and 701 Watson Drive in Price Chopper. The phone is 816-628-6666. Kearney Trust Company, banking you can trust. Member FDIC. to Carney Live. It's my turn to talk, and right. Mike doesn't realize that, but that's okay. Uh, Sorry, here. Jim, I was going to have you ask the first question. Oh, I, I was going to bring us back, but that's all right. This is all in, in live radio. That's what happens. Nice job. Go right ahead, sir. Are you done? Yes, sir. May I? Please do. With, thank you. <laughs> We're here with Alex Porter. Thanks for joining us on Carney Live. We're going through our questions for the candidates for Alderman. And, uh, Alex, one of the things that, that we asked um, some of the other people, and we'll ask you, what do you think you're, What do you think of the status of Kearney is right now as far as are we where we should be? Are we going where we should be? Are we going in the right direction? How's that looking? Uh, yeah, I mean, it's obviously crazy right now with the COVID-19 stuff, you know, and I've been extremely proud of our town. I mean, the amount of uh, support that people have given to – the local businesses in town, my, mine included, I'm, I'm, I'm very fortunate to see the amount of support that we've received from our community. And I know the businesses that were able to stay open, uh, you know, were, were frequented heavily, heavily, um, by the people in town. So, um, given the, the status of everything right now, I think our town has done a great job of showing rather than just talking about their support for local. And that's just just huge because, you know, we all say we want a small town culture. And when the time came to show it, the people of Kearney have shown it. Um, now we just need to, you know, make sure we continue that support as other businesses start opening back up. You know, um, the initial wave of, of the pandemic may be uh, the shock factor of it may be wearing off at this point. But it's important that we continue to uh, support these businesses that are just now getting to open because they're the ones that were hurt worse. The people that like, like our business, you know, it's, it's, um, we've been able to stay open and continue to service the community, but these other businesses haven't. Yeah. One of the things we've talked about is that um, the communities that have done better during this uh, whole thing are the ones that were in good shape coming into it. So mm -hmm. the ones that were weak, you know, beforehand are now really, you know, suffering a little bit. So 
how do you think um, Carney has been uh, development-wise, putting the pandemic thing aside, okay. how do you think uh, Carney's been at keeping up development and staying ahead of everything to help grow as they move forward? Because they've they've grown pretty nicely while other communities – Let's leave Liberty out of it. But there's other communities that have been kind of stagnant. Mm-hmm. How's Liberty, or I'm sorry, how's uh, Carney <laughs> yeah. um, been, you know, been able to stay with that? And, and where do you see your ability to, to make sure that continues? Yeah, so, I mean, I think our, our culture clearly was doing well to begin with. Um, as we've seen the, the support now, like you said, the culture moving into this was strong. So that's why we've been able to maintain that strong culture. Um, I think, um, you know, basically um, we need to make sure that we frequent the businesses that um, are fulfilling our needs and everything will be able to, to work out. Um, Basically the, the businesses in town we have a, we have very few chain places and right, i and i think right. that's something really to be proud of for carney and um so i think as long as it's the you know i always say the customer gets the vote right i mean it's it's up to them and if if your business is strong and and i think a lot of them in carney have been it's because the customer the people of carney have voted and said that your business is something that we you, want you here. vote with your money yeah absolutely right, right. Yeah, no doubt about that. You know, um, we we asked obviously the the other two candidates um, this question about uh, the the whole uh, the the major amenities that this city may or may not have, like a, a a large community center, recreation or swimming pool, or things like you know we we used as an example the recreation center in Gladstone, uh, Excelsior Springs has a real nice one. That's just an example. Um, what are your views on whether Carney should have something like that? And I think, look, we've got we know the swimming pool issue is divided, maybe right down the middle. I don't know for sure, but some some are all over it. Yeah. Swimming parents, especially, yeah, and and others, understandably. But let's just talk about those big infrastructure type recreational sure. amenities. I mean, how how do you see that shaping up in in the future here? Well, right now, um, with everything that's come in, the, the city's lost a lot of revenue um, for the the everything with the virus. And right now, we really need to focus on our infrastructure because if we don't have that squared away before this growth starts happening with the new interchange, we're going to be really in a bad way. Uh, so I don't think we should be spending a lot of money on amenities like that right, right. now. That doesn't mean we don't need them and we shouldn't have them in the future um, but you know, there's private businesses that are going to be able to put up the, the money to do that. You know, I mean, over by the post office, I know here, uh, soon there's going to be a new, um, new business over there. That's going to have, uh, you know, pools and, uh, a restaurant, I believe. And, uh, you know, so hopefully that'll be able to privately fulfill a lot of that, uh, a lot of that need. Um, so, um, you know, at, at the same time, I mean, it's. Uh, I, I get it. I mean, I, I mean, I see the uh, look. COVID, yeah, messed I mean, it's, a, a ton of things yeah, up, it's, and it, it's it's obviously messed up. You know, even what we're trying to do here, from the standpoint of even how we answer, how you're able to respond to these questions, yeah, just because really, of the the monumental impact that sure. a pandemic has on a yeah, on an entire yeah. nation, if not an entire planet. Uh, well, I, 
but go ahead. Yeah, I just think, you know, it, although we shouldn't be spending a ton of money on, on those kind of things right. right now, there are there are other things that the city can do with the things that it already has to offer our townspeople more. You know, mm -hmm. we've got we've got a lot of park space, more than most towns around here. We've got Watkins Mill. You know, we've got um, Jesse James. We've got Mac Porter Park. Um, you know, I, I, I've been a big proponent for the dog park. I know other people have said stuff about it. It's a really inexpensive way to draw people to Kearney. I know, you know, me and my wife, if we, uh, if we don't go out to Jesse James or Mac Porter to walk our dog, uh, sometimes we go to Liberty because they have an actual dog park that we can let our dog off and, and run around. Right. I think that that would be a really inexpensive way to utilize the park space that we already have and offer a lot of people in town another amenity. Uh, no doubt about that. And, uh, yeah, I think, go ahead, well, Jim. you know, as a follow-up, and we, I think, Marie, we, we talked to her about mm -hmm. this, so we'll we'll ask you just in all fairness, but one of the things that we have is the amphitheater out there. Yeah, absolutely. And trying to make sure that, um, you know, we get the biggest bang for our buck out of that deal. Yeah. So yeah. What, do you, what do you think of the amphitheater? Could we do more with it? Are we doing enough with it? Um I mean, you have any thoughts on that? Yeah, so I mean, obviously, there's nothing this year, right? <laughs> but our well, that's a whole boo -hoo, yeah, man, I know. <laughs> yeah, that's so a whole not a lot of topic. people happy about that. Yeah, either. yeah, and that's we'll, tough. We'll, we'll cover that here in just a moment. Unfortunately, the, the city is really just following, uh, you know, the guidance from from above. Uh, you know, our municipality on the the health and safety concerns right. with the amphitheater. Unfortunately, that's kind of, it's really not. It wasn't a, a very hard choice for them. They had to kind of follow along with that kind of health and safety concerns. Um, but, you know, putting that aside, the amphitheater, the city, before this all started coming, had, had spoken at length in their budget meeting um, about how to best utilize the amphitheater. They've, they've tried, uh, you know, s fewer big acts to draw bigger crowds, and they've tried more small acts and that was this year, I think, was supposed to be uh, less expensive acts brought into town to have more frequent events, you know. So either way, it's a good thing. I think what we really need to focus on is promoting it outside of Kearney because obviously people in Kearney are going to know about it and they're going to hear about it. But again, back to my previous point, we can increase our revenue if we start increasing the number of people that come from outside of Kearney into Kearney. Making Kearney a destination. Exactly. And yep. you don't have to lose the small town culture to do that. Right. Yeah, and I know uh, Mayor Pogue had talked to me about starring in The Music Man. Oh, and, yeah? And I was unable to uh, come to an, a contractual agreement on yeah. that. But, yeah. uh, you know, and, and to go back to the to the point uh, about them having to cancel the the fireworks and all that sort of thing, that is just a no-win situation yeah. for them. Yeah. Um, you know, granted, the way the health department uh, has kind of structured this whole thing and then there's always the benefit of hindsight. So, you know, if the health department, and I'm going to kind of go out, this is a little bit off topic, but if the health department comes out tomorrow mm -hmm. and says, you know, forget it, it's free reign, do whatever you want to do, these things take time to plan. You have to budget these things ahead of time, the fireworks and all that sort of thing. So you just, they're, it's kind of a non-recoverable thing. I mean, it is what it is. You have to plan them ahead and, I feel sorry for the city guys and women, men and women, I guess is the way to say, that had to 
go ahead and cancel something for the whole year yeah. because you just, I mean, you have no control over it. But um, that said, um, looking forward to next year, um, yeah. what would you, are you, are you saying more bigger or less smaller? So, you know, I'm, I can't say that I'm I'm the expert on that because I haven't been here doing that, you know, haven't been involved with that. And uh, I think the people we have in charge of it now are, are doing a good job of exploring different options. And I mean, that's really what we need to do. And then once we've figured out which is the better approach, we can stick with that and go after it more aggressively. I think in either case, the big thing is that we need to be promoting it outside of Kearney more often. You know, I think there's a lot of people that, probably don't know that Kearney, where they don't come to regularly for other things, has a venue that they can have enjoyable nights out, uh, you know, for an inexpensive cost. Uh, not to mention the the, the walking trails. And, oh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, just, just the park in general. Yeah. I mean, it is a great place to, to be. And yeah. um, there are other events that are up there, I guess. I mean, it remains to be seen if there's going to be anything. Do you know? I mean, this summer, is, just, is, is everything closed or do you have any idea at this point? Well, I think it would be tough for me to yeah. uh, to Brian, give you a solid answer on Brian, that. Anyways. I think Brian was shaking it, his head. Yeah, yeah, I think they canceled the whole thing just yeah, because just, of the well, planning that's involved. I mean, you can't book yeah. anything now because right. you don't know what's going to yeah. happen. Yeah. So as far as yeah. private events, I'm not sure though. You yeah. know, if people are going to take take that chance, or if the city is even going to let them. Really, yeah, I you don't, know. Yeah, that's a whole nother. Yeah, <laughs> it, it is, and I think it's it's pure speculation. We yeah, all, right. none of us knows exactly. Um, yeah. But uh, it it does uh, it it brings us to another uh, legitimate question that the other two answered. Okay, um, and that is uh, with respect to uh, public safety and our uh, police, fire department, and so forth, and uh, emergency uh, response people for as as Carney grows, and clearly as you mentioned before, uh, the interchange interchange is going to add to that it's going to add a sure. traf traffic yeah. flow and hopefully lighten it up a little bit up yeah. here yeah hopefully but it will have somewhat of an impact when we talk about emergency preparedness uh talk a little bit about what you see in the future and uh, your, sure. your point of view on that yeah so my point of view um is that people in city politics or or politics in general uh we're not the experts right the fire department the police department, they're the experts. They're going to know what they need and what capabilities they're lacking. So it's the same thing for me in the military. Like I needed to be able to express the capability that I needed. And then for my higher ups to provide that capability. So for, I think for a politician to say they need new cars or they need a new station or that, I mean, that's not our expertise, right? So, I mean, if the, if the police, station says we need this capability here's how you can provide it we want to provide that right so they're going to be the ones to come forward with the capabilities that they need and i think that they have been um you know they've gotten what they need right as far as as far as i know as far as i've heard yeah well well said uh, this is alex porter with us today here uh, we are on carney live we're going to take a short break here jim did you have something real quick uh, I saw you moving up to the mic there. I didn't, nope. didn't want to cut you off again. Just readjusting myself Well in the done, chair. sir. Stay with us, folks. We'll be right back after this short message from the Carney Trust Company. Stay with us.
Say thank you to these local businesses who support KPGZ. Simplify your banking, simplify your life. It's easy with Kearney Trust Company. The world has become fast-paced, and we understand that you are busy. That's why we offer a banking experience that's as simple and stress-free as can be. Kearney Trust goes beyond convenient locations and good customer care to offer banking services that make managing your finances quicker and easier than ever before. Online, bill pay, e-statements, and mobile banking are available to give you a positive banking experience so you can get back to your life and activities. Kearney Trust also provides capital to people and businesses so they can achieve their goals. Whether you know exactly what you want or just need someone to talk to about your dream, you can speak with them and work on that dream. You may just be getting off the ground or ready to move into your brick and mortar building. Kearney Trust will provide you and your business with the resources you need to succeed. Kearney Trust Company is your partner for success with two convenient locations in Kearney at 310 West 92 Highway and 701 Watson Drive in Price Chopper. The phone is 816-628-6666. Kearney Trust Company, banking you can trust. Member FDIC. Welcome back to Carney Live. We've got Alex Porter in here with us today. He is number three of three alderman candidates for the Ward 2 in right here in Kearney, Missouri. And the election is June the 2nd, my baby sister's birthday. I mentioned that last week, I think. And um, I told her I gave her a shout out. I hope she's listening. I don't know if she is or not. Um, Alex, one of the things that uh, I love to know about folks, especially those who live here, like yourself, uh, what neighborhood do you live in, if you don't mind mm-hmm. mentioning? Yeah, me and my wife live in uh, Brookhaven over by the high school. Right. And uh, just out of curiosity, what uh, what are some of your favorite places to kind of hang out and spend time here in Kearney? And, and you can mention businesses if yeah. you want. Yeah, well, obviously I spend a lot of time at Porter's Building Centers. Well, there's but, that. But, <laughs> uh, you know, as far as favorite places to hang out, not businesses, um, me and my wife like to play pickleball a lot. Obviously, it's nice. right down the street from us. So uh, we uh, we didn't know what that really was when it went in. Still don't. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, Still don't get it. I told you guys and, and Mr. Mayor that, uh, you know, uh, we're ready for the pickleball challenge. Uh, you know? Well, he, yeah. And he, I can't, he wanted you on his team or I think something so. like that because he it, wanted to lose. And, yeah. But, but you want to be on my team then? Yeah, See, I guess I'll be right. on your Yeah, team. it was going right. to be rigged because we, we would have had a ringer. We would have had, oh. Alex would have been the ringer because I Jim and I, yeah, it's a, it's actually, it's sort of like playing tennis on a small court with yeah. a long-handled ping-pong paddle, right? Yeah, it's something between tennis and ping-pong. It's <laughs> yeah. uh, it's pretty amazing, though. I mean, I, I, I feel like I'm somewhat athletic given my, my uh, military requirements for physical fitness and i get smoked out there by people I that, uh, well I yeah, man, see where this is going 30 I, years ago <laughs> i doubt exactly i don't know right. so much now it's a fun game for everyone though so besides the pickleball courts uh you know we go out to uh we go out to jesse james fairgrounds and we go mm-hmm. out to uh, mac porter park uh to we have a border collie poodle mix and she's got a lot of energy so we like to get her out you know outside the fence and 
run around with her, so we like to go out there every once in a while as well. You, you got to wear out those dogs. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I've got a uh, Jeannie and I have a couple of very large German shepherds who yeah. who need their you walk. Need some exercise. Yes, yeah. or they or they run in the house. And yeah, that's unacceptable. So, yeah, yeah. yeah. You uh, you know going back to you did an interview or a, however they did it with the Courier Tribune, mm-hmm. and I was going to uh, bring up something that you did that I thought was rather unique and i actually i liked a lot it it had to do with the question and i forget how they phrased it so i'll probably murder it here but it had to do with the um uh the marijuana dispensary or Mm -hmm. however they Mm -hmm. worded it and one of the things i thought was was unique and i really appreciated it was a lot of people when they're asked about that they they launch into the the morality of the whole thing and everything else and you took a different approach and you said and correct me if I'm wrong, but you approached it from it's not so much that's all well and good, but it has to do with demand and all that. We've already sure. got one here. Sure. Uh, we really don't need six. And even if we had six, yeah. I don't think a bunch of people would come flocking right. up here for them. Right, <laughs> right. So, um, but talk to us just a little bit about it's not necessarily the type of business. It's what the need and the demand and the want is here in Kearney. Yeah, I mean... You know, those medical marijuana dispensaries are heavily regulated. The licenses for the dispensaries have uh, only come out uh, within the last six months. And uh, Carney was only awarded one, so it's not like even if somebody wanted to open another one, they wouldn't be able to. Um, and uh, the the point of these businesses aren't to have a big giant pot leaf on the front of the door and say, come on in. I mean, it's a very it's a very medical-style facility it's going to be, uh, as far as I know, in the um, on Platte Clay Way in the the medical offices, you know, that are in there. Um, it's not going to be in a, like a retail environment, and uh, they're not even allowed to to advertise um, other than a, I think a green cross on the door is the most that they can do. So I really think that the economic is the impact economically is going to be pretty negligible. But the thing is. There's people in town that may have prescriptions for medical marijuana, and they're going to have a convenient place to get it in town. Um, and the fact that how regulated it is, I don't think that we will see it proliferated past the medical necessity, which is obviously everyone's concern. I mean, mm-hmm. recreational marijuana is is not legal. Uh, we don't want to see it getting into kids' hands, obviously. Mm-hmm. But, uh, you know, the medical marijuana is legal. It is here. It is coming. So, I mean, we just, as long as we stay educated on what they are and aren't allowed to do, um, I, I don't think that anybody is going to even know that they're there unless they have a necessity to go to that location. What What is something looking forward? Um, Carney has a lot of strong points, a lot of strong points, and has actually done really well uh, in its development and keeping up with things. And not to catch you off guard, but... <laughs> Um, uh-huh. if, if you were to pick out a weak point of Carney, what would it be? Ooh. Um, I think it's the divide between, uh, wanting the, the vast amenities shopping. You want everything that a big city has, but you want the culture of a small town. Right. So that's, that's, I wouldn't say that's a weakness. Of course we want more amenities and of course we want a small town culture. So the, the tricky part is figuring out how do we do that? You know, and like I said, I think tourism is a huge thing. Carney has so much to offer. You know, we just need to get that out to people in the surrounding towns. Like, stop going to the city, you know, stop driving through Carney. 
we have a lot to offer right here. And if we get people from outside Kearney to spend their money in Kearney, that's really where we're going to be able to have the amenities, have the income to have the amenities, and keep the small-town culture. Let me ask you this, Alex. When you yeah. talk about, uh, you know, making Kearney a destination, I, and I understand, listen, I th- my personal opinion is that I think the, the whole Jesse James story is completely underutilized sure. in, in Kearney. Uh, from from a, an historical point of view, uh, I, I think there are things that are so fascinating, uh, not just about him, the person, but about the time uh, that Jesse James was around. Uh, and and I, I feel like there are things uh, that surround that the, the legendary history mm-hmm. of, of Jesse James uh, that could be leveraged in such a manner that... Uh, that would make Carney a destination. Mm-hmm. Uh, any thoughts on that? Yeah, I think, um, you know, as far as the Midwest people go, and especially people from Carney, like we're, uh, you know, we have a we have a pride, I guess, for Jesse James and, and that he's here, but um, the the national culture is somewhat different. I mean, he was a notorious bank robber. Right, you no know? doubt so about that, true. It, it's, a, it's a little bit of a, of a tricky situation trying to advertise a right. criminal as a point to come come see our town that was the home of this criminal, you know. <laughs> true. But, I mean, I think uh, everyone has, you know, people that know the Jesse James story, I think, have different opinions, but uh, perception's reality, right? So. It's difficult to advertise the Jesse James only. I think it's a very strong point for us, for people in the immediate surrounding area. Um, just the fairgrounds in general, I don't care what you call them. Right. I mean, they're great fairgrounds. We have a great festival. We've got the amphitheater out there. We've got soccer fields. We've got walking trail. You know, hopefully soon we've got a dog park. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So I mean. So I'm I'm thinking you're for the dog. Part. Yeah, you know I mean, <laughs> you know our dog likes to there. run. Our dog is really fast. She likes to run. Our our fence. She can't even get up to full speed. You know. So. Right. Yeah. I I just think it's an inexpensive way to bring an amenity to town, um, while not hurting our budget that's already taxed because of the current economic environment. Right. Yeah, I think Mike, going back to what you're saying yeah. is you're not necessarily you're not glamorizing. Jesse James, exactly. what he did. Mm-hmm. That's not the point. Yeah. It's right. the historical value of it. For right. example, we did that piece on um, Jesse James' home. On, on the farm. On the yes. farm and, up there. And, and the rehab on this amazing yeah. historic structure. And the cool thing about it was is it's not just Jesse James. Right. But it was the history. There were so many things that I learned about the time while mm. we were up there. Exactly my um, point. Yeah, that was outside. It was really cool. Yeah. And um, it, it 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 really served as kind of a history lesson more than, you know, I never took it while we were up there as, you know, I get what he did. I understand. It wasn't I, glorifying I yeah. a, a criminal sure, in, in the sure. least. In fact, it's we got... almost, I, I hate to say this, but it, when you go down to Dallas, which I've done several times yeah. for the Kennedy I, thing. I know what you're talking about. You're yeah. not glorifying what Oswald did, but right. you're learning the history of it. Yeah. And I think that's yeah. kind of the, the approach. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I, I didn't mean to insinuate that. No, 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 I didn't take it all. I wanted your yeah. thoughts. No, yeah, and I think, I, I don't, I understand people get, like, violent about the whole yeah, thing, and yeah. you're not um, glamorizing what he did. You know, right. former law enforcement guy here, you don't yeah, go yeah. and glamorize a bank robber, but it's the history of the whole thing. Yeah, cl- clearly is. I, I want to jump uh, just okay. real quickly 
because you could probably tell me more about this than I know. Okay. Uh, you mentioned earlier that uh, you're opening up a Porter's over in Smithville. Yes, sir. Um, and that is interesting to me uh, from the standpoint that um, I, I know that there's going to be a price chopper that's going to go in, in this same little shopping area, which I believe is on the west side of 169 highway if i'm not mistaken yes sir that's correct talk to me a little bit about that it's exciting because uh, it's it's a local business that's expanding uh here you know in, yeah. in the northland absolutely so um it's really exciting for us we're going to be open here in a couple months uh the building's still under construction so we don't have a hard grand opening date yet uh, but we hope to be open by uh, mid to late july um the uh when the development uh started a few years ago, we, um, you know, we showed interest in and purchased the piece of land there um, in order to build a store there. So it's been a few years coming. So it's really coming to a head now, and we're we're really excited for it. Uh, specifically because although Mac uh, and the Porter family, I would say a lot of people think of us as a longtime Carney family. Mac is actually from uh, Paradise, and he went to high school in Smithville, and he was, I think, the first person on their Wall of Fame. Uh, there at Smithville High School, or, or maybe the city, I can't remember. How about that? Yeah, so it, it's it's really cool to see Mac, you know, be involved in this still as we're bringing, bringing porters to Smithville, which is where our family, uh, you know, t- two generations above him was from. Wow. So... So when Carney plays Smithville yeah. in sports, he must be perplexed. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I think he's he's still he's still a Carney guy. I was going to say, yeah. but he's when a bulldog, we, once when we, yeah. Yeah, yeah, when we do the football games, it's kind of funny because he's yeah. always there up there in the he's in the box the oh, yeah. just down the hall from us. So, right. Um, yeah, it's always good to see him out there at the games. Yeah, absolutely. So. He enjoys it a lot. How are we doing on time, Brian? Closing up here. Got a few minutes left. Uh, Alex, uh, anything that. You just want to share with uh, your constituency out there, the folks that would be the voters that would uh, potentially yeah, put you in? Go ahead. Absolutely. Yep. Uh, yeah, I actually do. Um, this year, our voting place for Ward 2 has changed. It's it's no longer the old Knights of Columbus, the Church Annunciation Church uh, venue. It uh, is going to be at the Trinity Lutheran Church uh, over by the old Intermediate School. Um, and uh, it's it's really important that everybody realizes your your voting location has changed. If you're in Ward 2, it's at the Trinity Lutheran Church. And um, the election is on June 2nd. That's this coming Tuesday. There you go. That was well done. Thank you. Yeah. And uh, the Annunciation Church, as you well know, Jim, is the church where everybody speaks clearly. <laughs> well, they used to when you could go there. Oh. Thank you. Oh. I, like I, got it. It. I like it a lot. Oh. I got the crickets. All right. <laughs> Welcome to the club. Well, I know, but uh, I can't resist when I hear Annunciation. So don't forget that the uh, voting is on June 2nd, and so we have today's broadcast, obviously, and then you can go back and look at all the previous ones we've done with the previous uh, the people that are running for different um, positions. We also have a number of shows coming up that deal with upcoming elections because these elections have been now kind of because of the pandemic spread all out all over the place. But we've got uh, different uh commissioner candidates we've got uh, bob nance is going to be on the show coming up so keep looking to uh, facebook live um or i'm sorry our facebook page and our website to keep posted on all the different people that are coming up and then we have other shows in there as well no doubt about it jim uh in fact uh, brian handed me a note to remind us that there will be no carney live next week uh it will be a best of carney live 
uh, Brian. And uh, and then back on June 10th, as you mentioned, Jim, with uh, Clay County Treasurer Bob Nance. Uh, a big, big thank you to Alex Porter. Thanks so much for being with us, Alex. Yeah, thank you guys. We just uh, just love love your family, and uh, it's great, great seeing you in here and the tradition and everything that we've been able to meet uh, Mac, and, uh, and he's actually been uh, now three generations have been on this show. I don't That's know awesome. that any other family can make that claim. <laughs> I'm glad to be the one. <laughs> Thanks so much for being with us. And thank you for being with us. And don't forget, the flagship sponsor of this very show is Carney Trust Company. And we appreciate everything they've done for us from the very beginning. Don't forget about it, folks. Shop local. We'll see you not next week, but on June the 10th with Bob Nance, Clay County Treasurer. Thanks so much for being with us. We'll see you then.